Hi, welcome back to our review podcast. I'm going to tell you all about why we haven't had a podcast since June 14th. What's been going on in our crazy lives, the ups and downs and aging parents and kids in college and everything in between. So stay tuned. Welcome to Our View with your hosts, George and Lisa Hernandez. Each week, listen in as George and Lisa talk about their RV and travel adventures all around the world. George and Lisa travel in their 40-foot Class A Tiffin motor coach and tow their Jeep Wrangler, always looking for fun and adventure. Welcome back to our review podcast. I'm Lisa Richard Hernandez. And I'm George Hernandez. And today we are going to tell you all about everything we've had going on. And normally we plan to try to do our travel podcast once a week. And well, we haven't had one since June 14th and it is now August 18th. So we've had a little bit of a break in there and um, we just kind of wanted to go over, sort of update our listeners on everything that's been happening in our lives and you know, maybe this is good information for people that, you know, you make plans and I guess you have to be prepared to also change those plans as well, right? Yeah, you can't continue to live a, live on a schedule, tight schedule. We've had to be flexible this this past month and that's why we unfortunately neglected our podcast, but we're back and we're going to tell you all about our craziness. Yeah, so um, since June, um, we've had some kind of major things happen. The last trip we took in our RV was a trip to up to Virginia to see our friends, which was a fabulous time. They had a, they had a redneck party at their house. So I say, I said to my friend that lives in Virginia, I said, Hey, I'm going to Virginia for a redneck party. And I said, wait, let me clarify. We're actually going to a party. That's a redneck theme, not to our friends who are rednecks in Virginia. So she got a kick out of that, but we had a great time. We had a blast. And that was the last time our RV was on the road. I know that's sad. Um, which was which was the beginning of June, so it's been about two months. Um, we also, in that time, uh, closed on a house in Columbia, South Carolina, for our kids in college. Which um, most of you know that I'm a real estate agent. I own my own brokerage, and we'd been searching for a home uh, for my daughter. But uh, you know, we were paying over six hundred dollars a month rent for each child to rent a place. And um, we found a home in Columbia that we could purchase, put 10% down, so we put about $25,000 down. And now my daughter is basically living for free because her roommates are paying my mortgage for me. So it, it's a- Win-win. It's a win-win for everyone. And hopefully the home will appreciate it. My daughter is also learning the pros and cons to home ownership. So that's that's fun and exciting for all of us. If you don't know my daughter, Lauren, she has a real estate license. She's 20 years old. So um, that's exciting. I know I had my first house around the same age and you get excited when you get a, a vacuum cleaner that you never thought you'd be so happy for. So that's one of the first signs of adulthood. <laughs> yes. And we had to buy pretty much everything for the house. And, and it's nice because they're all excited because everything in the house, uh, the person that we purchased it from kind of flipped it. And they did a fantastic job with it. We're very happy with it. The house is beautiful. It's all renovated. It's all kitchen, renovated. Bathrooms, yeah, hardwood floors, new roof, new windows. It's great. Yeah, and the girls are loving it. Nice big backyard. Yeah, thank God. They can all park back there. So that's what we've been doing. Um, so that took up several weeks of our time, just getting her moved in and getting the house ready. And of course, even though um, it was all renovated, there's all kinds of little things that need to be done. 
we probably could have done a whole entire podcast about those weeds in the backyard that are like... Yeah, the kudzu. The kudzu is like, oh, is it possible to get rid of? We had to actually hire someone to get rid of all the kudzu that was in the backyard. Which it was a, either hire somebody or buy goats. That's what our research led yes, us to. <laughs> then I figured the goats would be way too much trouble to keep up with. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard but enough to keep up with apparently kids in college. A kudzu grows like a foot a day, which is incredible. So, anyways, he's got to go back every month, every two weeks, and keep spraying until it's finally completely dead. I guess. Yes, and that takes took a lot of our time because uh, Columbia's uh, two hours from our house. So having to travel up there and stay up there and come back and then go back up for something else, it just cut into our time. Yeah, so right around that same time, um, it was actually near our wedding anniversary, which is uh, June 25th, uh, we got a call from George's dad that his mom uh, was going into the hospital. And long story short, George ended up spending about two weeks down there, uh, longer than expected, down in Pembroke Pines, Florida, where his parents are. And we came uh, to find out kind of, I think they may have known this for longer, but never really shared the information with us. But um, his mother has Parkinson's disease and she's really in the late and final stages of Parkinson's. And so she's no longer able to stand unassisted. She's no longer able to use the restroom herself. She's no longer able now to um, feed herself. She's a, a choking hazard, so she's on soft foods. So it's been quite a transition. We're going to go into more detail about that in a little bit after we kind of give you that sort of an overview of where we've been. So we ended up uh, dealing with that. And then we sent our um, one child, Tyler, off to Arizona for two weeks, our youngest son, to stay with his uncle. And so he enjoyed his time out there. And then we went down to Hilton. Now, we did make it down to Hilton Head Island Motor Coach Resort for the July 4th weekend, which was a little bit of a getaway for us, which is good because Georgia just kind of gotten back from Florida and taking care of his parents. And so we... And I was a little stressed out from my trip. Yeah. So it was nice to go there and relax. And Yeah. There, I mean, it was the initial shock of all of it and sort of the anxiety of everything is, is, is overwhelming. And so we got to have a little relaxation time for 4th of July down in Hilton Head. We could probably do a podcast about 4th of July in Hilton Head too. That could have been a whole podcast probably. Probably. We just we just haven't had the time and, and our schedules have been conflicting with me having to travel and then you're traveling and, yes. every, and your mom, I'm sure you're going to the details of Lisa's mom. So our parents have been keeping us very busy. We call them our new children. <laughs> yes. Just as we thought we we're going to be empty nesters. We have two kids that just had their first day of their senior year in high school today. Our youngest um, children, Lauren and Tyler, uh, started at Wando High School today. Lindsay, Lindsay and Tyler. I'm sorry, Just Lindsay. so you remember your kids' names. Can't even remember my kids now. No, <laughs> okay, so Lindsay, the youngest, and Tyler, the youngest, started today their senior years of high school. When we went down to Hilton Head, we, we enjoyed that time. Yeah, it was nice. It was, it's always great to get away to Hilton Head, and we always say we're going to go relax, and then we get together with our friends and just... We did. We had some cookouts. We relaxed we, too much. We met some new friends and we visited with, with them and we went to see the fireworks at um, one of the places that has fireworks shipwreck. there. Shipwreck? Ship, ship, yeah. it? ship? It's not Shipwreck. We'll get you the name in a minute. <laughs> yeah, it'll be in the show notes. Anyways, the, the fireworks weren't fabulous. They were just average at best, but it was good to get out and, um, and watch them. So we did that. And then... 
I also stayed for a week down in Hill and Head covering for Tracy, who's my salesperson down there. So Tracy sold a ton of lots down in Hilton Head Island Motor Coach Resort, and she's been busy down there. But uh, sort of the end of July and August, things slow down a bit. We get uh, in the resort, you'll find a lot of people that are vacationing, not necessarily buyers and owners. A lot of the owners at Hilton Head Island Motor Coach Resort go back to what we call sort of like snowbirds. So they go back up north or do their traveling in the summertime while the resort is full with uh you know, guests and, and people that are visiting the resort. Yes, and also with Canada still being closed, we we have a lot of owners uh, that are from Canada that just haven't been around. Yeah, yeah, it's very interesting. So we haven't had, um, uh, we were full uh, over the holidays, but then uh, the last couple of weeks in Hilton Head Island Motor Coach Resort has been um, fairly slow or, or empty. And we went to Shelter Cove. <laughs> for fireworks for i fireworks. was so close <laughs> shipwreck shelter, shelter cove yeah let's go with so shelter close. cove yes so um my friends from michigan were coming into town and i had planned for that i was really excited and the day i went to go pick them up from the airport my mother had a fall at the house and she broke her ankle in two places so i came home to that and long story short um she ended up having to have surgery we're going on week two of that, but uh, she will be no weight bearing for six weeks, which means that she's going to be in a wheelchair because she was already a fall risk, which hence she fell and broke her ankle. Now she cannot like be on crutches. She doesn't have the balance for that. And I did get her a knee walker that she's still just not quite too balanced enough for that either. But, so, she, but she suffers from vertigo, right? Um, or vertical type symptoms. symptoms. So she's very unstable on her feet. That's, yeah. that's been part of the problem. Symptoms like that. But it has to do with ne- some neurog- neurological problem that we actually don't have a diagnosis for, which is extremely frustrating. And we've been to about seven different neurologists over the past three and a half years. If I happen to have a listener who actually is anybody that has similar type symptoms... Basically, what will happen is she'll be perfectly fine, and then all of a sudden, she'll just start slurring her words, and she can't balance, and it's almost like she's drunk all of a sudden, um, but she's not, and then usually she can sit down for a few minutes, and it may go away, and this just happens periodically through the day. It's gotten worse the longer. Um, and so far, there's like no rhyme or reason why it happens. It, 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 a lot of the times, it happens more in the morning. Right. Well, it used to start only in the mornings and then now it's gotten to be sort of all throughout the day. And I've I've kept food journals. I thought maybe it was, you know, sugar, sodium, caffeine. I've kept her blood pressure is maybe her blood pressure is high. Maybe her blood pressure is low. Maybe it's this. Maybe it's that. None of those things. I do have a friend that has MS and the symptoms are most similar to that. But the Neurologist said that there was no lesions on her brain that showed MS, so it wasn't that. I've researched every obscure type of disease from Meniere's disease, thinking that maybe it has something to do with her inner ear. That was, we went to the ENT and they said, no, that's not it. So there really isn't any diagnosis right now. Any diagnosis. So it's very frustrating. It's been like that for three years. 
So now when the new new uh, physical therapy people come in or whatever, I explain to them the situation so that they don't call 911 if in the middle of her just being fine and then the next minute slurring her words, um, they don't think she's having a stroke. But it's almost similar to having like a TIA, but it's so consistent and so frequent that they're not TIAs. They wouldn't be happening every single day for three years. So really crazy. Yeah, and consistently. I mean, yeah. I, don't, I don't think we've gone even three days without her having one. Oh, not even one day. Ever. Right. I no. mean, yeah, it's no. been forever. Yeah. So of course, when it first started happening a few years ago, we, you know, we were constantly taking her to the emergency room and I was freaking out thinking she was having strokes. And like I said, after all the different, um, neurologists from Tampa, Florida to Boston medical and all the hospitals in Charleston, South Carolina, um, she still has no diagnosis. So that's frustrating, but we're dealing with that. And, and that's part of what we want to talk to you about today is just all of that in general and aging parents and planning and, and, and what we've learned. And one thing I say is, you know, I'm 50 years old. George is 56, 57. How old are you now? <laughs> I stopped it's counting. It's the seventh anniversary of my 50th birthday. <laughs> But, you know, when, when you're younger, people, and you get married or whatever, and people say, oh, you're going to have babies, and your life is going to change, and oh, it's so exciting, and all these, oh, get your sleep now. I can remember when I was pregnant, you know, with my first child, the people say, oh, get your sleep now, and then they would say after the baby was born, you got to sleep when the baby sleeps. Well, you don't realize that. No one ever says, oh, you're in your 50s. Your parents are going to start getting old. Sleep now while you can. Get ready for the next phase of life. They yeah. just really don't. That's why know? I said earlier, we, we have two new kids now. Yes. And my dad may become the third kid if he doesn't take care of himself. It's it's sad. Yeah. So um, we keep my mom at our house in Charleston. Unfortunately, we have a full bedroom and bathroom on the first floor, um, in addition to our master bedroom being downstairs. So she kind of can have full run of the house um, in the wheelchair and normally um, when she's not in a wheelchair. So it's very convenient for us to be able to accommodate her. And she still wants to be independent. And she this past year, we said she couldn't be alone. So she had a friend come down and stay with her down in, in Clearwater where her condo is. And it was just peace of mind for me knowing that someone was there to help cook her meals, take her driver to the doctor's offices and things like that. So that's really important. But we talked about it ahead of time. And my mom has always, my father passed away about 25 years ago, I guess now. So he, my mom has always had, she has her, funeral arrangements prepaid. She has a folder for with her living will and her trust and all of her things and reminds my brother and I where everything is. And she's been very diligent about being very prepared. Always talks to us about what her what she wants, what her wants are. She never, you know, she doesn't want to to be on a feeding tube or anything that's assisting her to live. She says she's, you know, looks forward to the day when she can go meet the Lord and get a lot of answers to the questions that she's been wondering <laughs> <laughs> and to see my dad. So she's, you know, we've, we've had these conversations regularly with my mother, at least I have, and my brother has, and that's really, really important as we found out, um, when 
because my parents are the complete opposite. They exact have opposite. Nothing prepared. And this has been the most eye-opening experience for me having to deal with this situation. We tried to get my dad to do, and my parents, to do a their living wills, their wills, power of attorneys, get everything set up so that, God forbid, if anything happens, we've got everything in place. Well, my dad kind of... He picked, wouldn't go. He I mean, wouldn't he just, do we, it. He kept coming up with excuses why he couldn't we go. We flew down. We flew down. My brother and I flew down to specifically go talk to an attorney and get these paperwork done. And we're, we're talking about two, three years ago. No, this is six months ago. I know, but... Twice. This is the twice. Time. This is the second time. And for whatever reason, he, I still to this day, not sure why he backed out, but he never did it. So now we are in scramble mode and yeah, we can get it done. Um, there's some stuff that the, uh, I hired an attorney to help us. And uh, he said, you know, some of this paperwork, it's too late. It, you know, they, this should have been done five years ago but we can take this route. It's just going to take longer and it's going to take more work because these things haven't been done. So I've been able to get a power of attorney for my dad. The next step is we're going to get their uh, wills in order. I know what their wishes are, but we got to get it on paper and set up uh, a trust, set up a trust. Uh, It's just a lot of stuff that I would recommend to anybody listening. If you have elderly parents, please make sure that they've done this and do it for yourself so that you don't do that to your kids. Right. Exactly. Like I know from this experience and like even when I went through my divorce, the very first thing I did was establish a will and trust for myself so that everything would be taken care of. You know, when my kids were younger, especially, but as we age, you know, we, maybe we just, don't want to talk about death or we have a fear of that or it's just something that it's not a it's not a pleasant conversation to have and I think that's why your parents didn't do what they needed to do because they didn't want to make those decisions I know know, but it's weird because I've had those conversations with them I know what they want I know what but when you say well have you done it no I, I just I haven't done the will yet well you need to do a will I know what you want but without that piece of paper you know, it, it, it means nothing. Yeah, and it can become, a, a, you know, if it, I'm looking at it from a real estate standpoint. It can become a very difficult situation where if you don't have that done properly, your assets can be stuck in probate for years and your family fighting over it and maybe people that you don't want to have your things or that you don't even know your Uncle Joe or whatever. Having say in your personal things that just really isn't. So it's, so important to take Absolutely. care of. And now because... And if, it's never too late. That's what I've found out now. And don't hide things from your family and your children. For example, if you have Parkinson's disease, we know that this is a degenerative disease that's going to, you know, you're, you're not going to get better. We should have had things in place for her knowing that with Parkinson's dementia and the things that can happen, now she's not really necessarily able to sign to paperwork mention, on her own. Parkinson's is hereditary. Yes. It would be real nice for me to know that my mom had Parkinson's. Not yeah. to find out at, you know, the Late final stages. stages. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know why people feel that they need to, maybe they're worried about their children worrying or whatever, or there's some sort of shame or embarrassment, which there shouldn't be. But it's also worse they, to uh, find out later. Yeah. And also 
in my dad's case, he, he's come out a couple times and said, I just don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be a burden to you. I want you to live your life and I can take care of myself. Well, yes, but you're not a burden. I'm, that's what your kids, your kids take care of you. You took care of me for 50 years of my life. You know, I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to make sure you're okay. But, but, but to add to that, you said your dad doesn't want to be a burden, but at the same time, if you don't want to be a burden, then take care of the things that need to be taken right. care of so you're not a burden to your children like my mother did. She has her funeral set up. She's got it paid for. She has all of her paperwork taken care of. She has every bit of every information that I would need if she dies in a file folder and I know exactly what her wishes are. She has taken a whole bunch of stress off of my plate because I know exactly what she wants and she's taking care of it. So she's not a burden. Right. And, you that's, know, and that's what you need to, to, to think about whether either position that you're in, if you haven't had that hard conversation with your parents, tell them the story about this podcast that you listen to about these people that are going through this on both sides of the story and how stressful it is. And hours and hours of time that you've spent with the attorney getting the proper paperwork in place. Oh my God. Keep your passwords, people. Anybody that is over the age of, I don't care how old you are, if you don't let somebody know or do not have 52 pages of books of passport passwords to get into your bank accounts and all of this stuff, whether you think you're being safe or not, people, somebody needs to be able to have it's, access to this stuff so we a, can help you. It's an age thing because your mom has a bunch of passwords too. And I, I don't know why they feel like they need to change it every single time because they forget what the password is so they change it and they don't write it down anywhere or do anything and they think they're going to remember it and they don't i know but they and they never use the same password my dad has 99 million different passwords in three books of password right it, that's been a nightmare also but well you know uh, we got to take care an of. idea if you haven't already thought of it or if you don't do it is to have a a word document or spreadsheet that you just save in a, in a place on your computer uh, maybe you don't call it passwords. Maybe you call it something else that you can remember and you update everything on that document and everybody knows that, that document, everyone that you trust knows where that document is with your updated passwords. It would be so much easier, especially if it was like on a Google sheet where you could share it with your loved ones. Anyways, maybe that's too advanced for some people that don't know how to use the computer, but um, I'd be happy to walk you through it or yeah, you can but easily it, Google it. Take it from me. If you have elderly parents who are on computers, just help them out and, and get their passwords straight because when you need to finally go into their computers and get information, for example, I had to get a ton of information for the attorney that we hired for to, to help us with the paperwork, trying to get my mom on Medicaid. And thank God my dad at least is very good at keeping documents and all the documents were there. But when I had to access his computer, it was a nightmare with, with all these passwords. And then he couldn't remember. And then some of them we had to reset passwords. And it, it's just save yourself that nightmare. Take it from me. Yes, absolutely. And, and, and so it kind of prompted me to do a little bit of research about, you know, what are some tips and information just in general about what to do when you have aging parents and you just kind of don't know what needs to be done, but there's things that you need to think about. What is your family support? Is there home safety? What are their medic medical needs? What is their cognitive health? Are, are they, are they losing their memory, dementia, any of those things? What's their mobility? Can they take care of themselves? Can they make their own meals? And are they having social interaction, which is really important. 
And have they planned? Right. If they have a plan in place, then help them execute the plan. But what they, at some point they get to a point where they just it it becomes a physical thing, and that's where we are with Lisa's mom and with my mom right now. My mom will probably never return home. She'll probably go to a home, which is sad. But my dad is eighty-four years old, and he can he could barely take care of her and himself when when she was helpful, and now she's just and unfortunately getting old and can't help him help her. And you know what? That brings up a point. Another thing that I would really like to address that I hadn't really thought of, and I'm going to be very honest here. When George's mom first went to the hospital, um, literally, he said. We said, well, why did you take her to the hospital? And his mom said, he said, well, because she had diarrhea. And I said, why are you taking her to the hospital? Because she has diarrhea. This doesn't make any sense, right? Well, as it turns out, what he really meant was he was having trouble getting her to and from the potty by himself and couldn't get her in and out of bed. And so that's when they had to take her to the hospital. And the initial thing was, oh, we'll get someone home to take care of her. And my thoughts were, oh, God, we don't want to send her to a nursing home. It's the worst thing that could happen. And it's sort of your initial feelings. And then when you sit back and you start to really assess what is needed, what the capabilities are of what is needed, and you realize that you have to make this tough decision that the best place for them to receive care is either in assisted living or a nursing home. And for example, Medicaid has five things that they, they assess on whether or not you need assisted living or, or a nursing home. And I think it's being able to feed yourself, dress yourself, bathe yourself, go to the bathroom yourself. And I think, I can't remember what the last, the last one cognitive, is. Cognitive. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't, well, my mom has four of the five that she can't that she can't, she can't do. do. So she qualifies. So she easily. qualifies for the Medicaid, and she also qualifies for the full-on nursing um, assisted, not just the assisted living, but a nursing home. And so Qualifi- qualified nursing facility. Qualified nursing facility. So, but his father doesn't need a nursing home or assisted living. He's fine on his own. Well, that's a whole nother conversation, but. So when you're when you're going to assess this, and then so what's happening is, has then as we say to his dad, hey, you need to get out. Well, your well, mom right now has George's mom is in um, a rehab place. We haven't moved her to the the nursing home right, yet. So physical therapy. She's facility. in a physical therapy facility, and so of course now George George's dad goes to say Domino's, and his friends say, oh, how's Elise doing? And he says, yeah, she's okay. So one thing, he's probably not really sharing exactly how bad she is because it's sort of, I don't know why. For some reason, people just don't share the full information about how really bad things are. And so he says, she's okay, whatever. And then whenever he says, you know, she's in a home or we're going to think have to put her in a home, the first thing they say is, oh, no, 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 we can help you. We can do this. We can do that. And I realized that everyone that's telling him this is just making him feel bad about a really hard decision that he already had to make. Right. But he's not giving them the full scope of her. And he may not be. So it's a little bit his fault, but it's also like well-meaning people. Right. And I've always, and, and I'm guilty of it. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm bringing this to attention. So like if you're in our age group, which a lot of RV people are, and they're probably dealing with the same similar situations, 
like if someone says, you know, I think it's time to put my mom in a nursing home, the thing to say is, wow, that must be a really hard decision for you. What can I do to help and support you? Can we go visit them? What are, you know, what what are, you know, what can we do to help you? Because I think that the the answer for his dad would be, oh, you know, go visit Elise. Bring, you know, bring her something that's her favorite, whatever yeah, it, it may be. Um, because it's that social interaction that they're missing or bring a meal to the other spouse. Like, you know, bring a meal to his dad, bring, prepare a meal for that person because George's mom did most of the cooking and all of that. And then, you know, I think with the last year with COVID, so many senior citizens are really suffering because they had lost all of their social interaction, the things that they did, physical health. I mean, her, her, um, her condition rapidly declined over the past year because they weren't able to do anything like they normally did keeping busy. And yeah, I mean, they, they've been stuck in the house for a year and a half. Yeah. Close to two years now. And at their age, they, they, they need exercise. They need to move around. They need social interaction. At every age. Yes. Yeah. And it's just been, it's, it's terrible. It was sad to see this, this rapid decline in my mom. Yeah. So, you know, all that being said, um, you may be guilty of it too, and it may be not be something that you'd thought of before, but definitely if somebody tells you that, it, keep in mind that it's never an easy decision for anyone, I don't think, to say, hey, let's put this person in a nursing home. Nobody, Nobody ever wants, wants to do Nobody it. Nobody wants to do that. What, but in my parents' situation, like Lisa was alluding to, if my dad's not telling everybody the, the scope of her situation, then they think, oh, just bring her home. You'll be fine. We can deal with this. We'll help you. But he just can't do it. My brother and I flew down um, before she had to go to physical therapy, and we said, okay, let's see what, because at that point when she was home, she could barely help him. So I said, okay, let me see what we can do. Maybe we can pull this off. But when I realized that the three of us could barely move my mom and she only weighs... Nine, uh-huh. 90 pounds that's when i realized okay there's no way that he's doing this by himself he, he's going to hurt himself or they're both going to get hurt and then then we've got even bigger problems so we had to make the the tough decision and the initial thought was let's put her in physical therapy and see if that helps and maybe they can strengthen her up and maybe she can come home and unfortunately we, we realized in the month that she's been in physical therapy that that's just not happening so now we're just trying to find a nice facility for her where she can be comfortable where my dad can visit her and give her the best quality of life that we can at this stage in her life that's right that's right um and you know it's really difficult um one of the things on this uh advice for caregivers thing was include your parents in the process. And like, for example, when last year, when I told my mom, I said, listen, like we're not, nobody's comfortable with you staying alone. We need to come up with a solution. I want you to be able to do that. I don't want you to lose your independence, but you're going to need to find a friend that's going to stay with you. Or we're going to have to do something that's going to give us all a level of comfort that, um, that you're comfortable with too. And so, she called her friend Shirley and good, sure enough, Shirley was happy to stay with her for free and um, get out of the cold, miserable north. And, and, and she turns out Shirley likes to cook and my mom 
would clean up and Shirley got the free car to drive around and my mom, you know, but in, in return would take my mom to all of her appointments. So my mom still has a, you know, um, a say in that. And I think George's mom, she's, she hasn't come out and said it, but she's like, I want to go to a nicer place, you know? Yeah. And it's, and part of that is, I feel like you have to walk a fine line. Um, with my mom's situation, she worked in a nursing home a hundred years ago. She had a bad experience when her mom was in a nursing home. So she doesn't have the greatest love for a nursing home. Not that anybody does. So, we kind of walk on eggshells around that. And what I've been telling her is that we're taking her to a new, better place for her physical therapy. And I just keep telling her, I don't know how long you're going to have to stay there. And, you know, you just got to keep trying and we'll see. But, you know, just be prepared that this could be a long haul thing. I think in my heart that she's reading between the lines and she's cooperating and she's she knows she knows my dad can't take care of her in the situation in the condition that she's in now so she's trying to be strong for him and for herself and every once in a while she does ask when am i going to go home i miss my home and my dad and i kind of just tell her to just keep keep going with your therapy keep being strong keep doing whatever you can but i, I know that eventually we have to tell her that the truth and it, it it scares me because then she can just shut down and if she shuts down then we're just counting time yeah and that's that's difficult for everyone and i think that's you know so here his mom is the one that's in the rehab but now we go down and are worried about his dad because his dad lost 25 pounds and he's not eating right and he's stressed out and he's not taking care of himself and so and his mental state is just yeah all over the place and and it's understandable. They've been they, together for sixty been, years. They've been together for sixty years. Every single day, they've done everything together. I don't honestly think they've ever been apart from each other for more than a week. Yeah, you were gone for a week just the past week, and I had anxiety. And we've only been married five years. I can't even imagine after sixty years. I know, and and it's sad. It breaks my heart. Yeah. Them. So, um, you know, providing support for the person who isn't in the rehab and stuff like that is very important. Um, taking care of home safety basics way ahead of time, installing rails. I think you did a lot of those things before your mom when they were getting older, grab yeah, bars the in the bathroom the and thinking set. ahead of time. Um, uh, you know, we've... One thing I did get for my mom, one of the things that um, is on this list is make sure communication is simple and accessible. And a few years ago, before we told my mom she couldn't live on her own anymore, we all had to have an intervention again. My mom is so independent. It's it's crazy. Um, but we, she got a life alert, and it's a little necklace that she wears, and it said, help, I've fallen, and I can't get up. And it's really given our family a peace of mind, but everyone a peace of mind, and for her safety, um, it was great. Even when she lost her cell phone, she called the life alert and said, please call my son and tell him that I don't have my phone because I know he'll be trying to call me and he'll be worried about me and not being able to get a hold of me for a couple hours. 
So, um, but with all that, I'll add this note. If you're going to get a life alert, which is a little necklace, you need to wear your little necklace. Because when Betty fell, she did not have her necklace on. Oh, well, that's because she left it down in Florida. No, sitting on her nightstand. There, she has two things. One's a necklace and the other one's like a little pager that clips on to like her purse or whatever. She only brought her pager oh. with her. She didn't bring her necklace. And so we... we well, in either case, you mm. should have it with you because she yes. fell and yes. couldn't alert anybody. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's our tips and information on aging parents. And uh, we we could talk about it for oh. hours on end. Unfortunately, and it's, it's, at this it's point. unfortunately consumed our lives at this point. Um, one of the things that we've been doing to keep ourselves busy and, and get a good laugh every now and then is we've started our TikTok page. <laughs> and so you can now visit us at our view podcast. It's R V I E W P O D K C A S T, um, is our screen name for TikTok. And, uh, you may think what in the world is TikTok and why are they listening to that? Um, well, you know, I'm a real estate agent and it's really important for me and my social media. And I have a lot of followers on my Facebook, which is sort of my age, but the younger people and the younger generation, um, so there's some Instagrammers and then there's Snapchatters and now TikTok. TikTok has grown so much. It is, um, unbelievable, um, how fast it's grown in relation to, uh, the different, um, things just to give you a quick summary of TikTok statistics, this is from 2021. TikTok has 689 million monthly active users worldwide. It's been downloaded over 2 billion times on the App Store and Google Play. It's ranked as the top most downloaded app in Apple's IO operating system. Um, 62% of TikTok users in the U.S. are between the ages of 10 and 29, and that age is consistently growing older. TikTok has been downloaded 611 million times in India, which is around 30% of the app's total global downloads. Um, when it comes to daily time spent on TikTok, users spend an average, average of 52 minutes a day on the app. That is a lot And I think that's, time. that's probably low. When I look at my kids' screen time, it's way more than that, and it's scary. But I'm an old guy, and I spend more time than that. Oh, you shouldn't be. God, I wonder you're not getting anything done. <laughs> it's crazy. It's addicting. Market research, right? So TikTok's available in 155 countries and 75 languages. 90% of TikTok users access the app on a daily basis. In less than 18 months, the number of U.S. adult TikTok users has grown 5.5%, 5.5 times. So if it was 1 million, it's 5.5 million. It's more than that. Um, and there was an average number of more than 1 million videos viewed every day for a whole year. So TikTok is now the new where it's at kind of a thing. And so I'm going to try to embrace it in my old age. And uh, we started an RV podcast, TikTok, um, which is like 15 to 30 to 60 second video clips. And usually there's music to it or whatever. And you kind of scroll through them with pictures and stories. And, um, it's, and it's really easy to use. I like it. You can make a video real quick. It'll edit it for you. You can put it to music. You can add headers, little stickers. It's really fun to use. and it's it, It's gone crazy. It has completely exploded. Yes. A, a lot of dance little things people do and stuff like that. Um, so I had to get some training from my uh, teenage 
teenagers on how to get started on TikTok and the for you page and all the things you need to do. But if you happen to be a TikToker already, please check us out at our review podcast and we're going to work on our TikToks there. And, um, what else? Our kids are back to school. Um, they started high school today and our other ones are up in college and we thought we were getting so close to being empty nesters and we're now picking up and now we've got the and now we've got the aging parents to deal with so we'd appreciate any of your prayers and help or advice if you have any on that you can uh, reach us on our website at rvpodcast.com you can uh, send us a message there or questions or comments we love getting that and share our podcast please. please with your friends so that more people will listen and we promise we won't be two months until we have another one. Although we don't have uh, any big RV travel plans because of my mom. We do have tailgating coming up in the fall, which we're super excited about. I'm starting to get a little bit nervous because of the high rise of COVID cases that we've had. Um, yeah, if they shut down tailgating again this year... It- I'm going to be gonna so bummed. I know. It's like one thing we really look forward to. And I'm even been like figuring out how we're going to get my mom to Columbia so we can go and enjoy our weekends and get her in and out of the RV, those, those steps and stuff. But, um, I've been practicing looking up new, um, tailgating recipes and all kinds of fun things. We've got new tents and everything. University of South Carolina Gamecocks. We may not win a lot of games, but we definitely know how to tailgate. And I think it's a Southern thing. And if you haven't been to a Southern tailgate like that, you really got to check it out. It's so fun. Yeah, we know how to party. Yeah, so we'll probably talk um, and have tailgating tips in the fall for um, when we do our tailgating. Uh, And... We'll probably um, do some uh, some podcasts right from our tailgate. Oh, that would be a great idea. Look forward to um, look look us up on TikTok. We'll do a lot of videos from there. I'm going to put all my recipes on there. Yeah, show you our Mac Daddy tent with the blow up furniture and chandeliers and yeah, yeah. We are actually um, we did plan a trip uh, the first week in September, right after Labor Day. We're going to go to the Hard Rock Resort in um, Los Cabos, Mexico. So we'll be in Cabo for a week with some friends and uh, I've got all the, the babysitters lined up to keep an eye on my mom while we're gone and um, super excited to just have some downtime for the both of us to just get away in an all-inclusive resort. And that Cabo resort is brand new, so we'll be able to give you feedback on that. Um, we also have a 30% off discount for our friends, so you can always hit us up with that. If you're interested in going for a week, you get 30% off the lowest advertised web rate. And we can help you with that. So um, So send us a message if you're interested. Yeah, if you're interested in that, send us a message. We've we've gone to uh, the Hard Rock Resort in Punta Cana many times. Our children love it there. Our son went to the Hard Rock Resort in Cancun Cancun. this past spring after he graduated. Or I'm sorry, after after school got out. I guess it was spring break. Yes. um, Or summer vacation, whatever. and he liked the one in Cancun. It was smaller than, than the one in Punta He liked Cana. the one in Cancun, but he he definitely likes the one in Dominican Republic much better. Yep. So our first home game is Labor Day weekend um, and the University of South Carolina. We play Eastern Illinois. Fingers crossed we can actually win that game. Um, and then we head to Cabo and we'll, there'll be a few away games. Uh, I have a real estate conference in Dallas um, uh, in s- September 18th through the 22nd and then we've got 
back-to-back home games and, and tailgating. Fantasy Fest. And then, yeah, and then we'll be, uh, the end of October, we have Fantasy Fest down in uh, Key West, Florida planned. So we have that to look forward to. I'm sure we'll have some interesting podcasts uh, to do from there. Interesting podcast. Maybe what happens at Fantasy Fest stays in Fantasy Fest, but we can probably give you some good tips and advice and stuff like that there. And then we, we come right back into Owner's Week at Hilton Head Island Motor Coach Resort, which was the first week in November. Then we've got two more home games at uh, um, USC. And um, Thanksgiving, we'll be tailgating from Clemson, Carolina, big rival game. And so that takes up our whole November, and the next thing you know, it'll be your birthday time. So, But the good thing is with all those things that we have planned, we will be back on schedule with our podcast, and we will have some fun things to talk about besides our aging parents. Yes. So Unless please, they cancel tailgating, yes, in which case. Then we'll then, have a lot to talk about. No, then we're just going to be angry people. Right. <laughs> we will have Maybe a, we, and last year when we when everything got canceled, we did, we our, just cross took off, our, we yeah. did our 45-day cross-country trip. And unfortunately, we won't be able to do that unless I can take my mom with us. But Yeah, we'll have to figure something out. But I'm staying confident and positive, and I'm going to think positive that they're not going to cancel tailgating. Um and they're just not going to. We're 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 going to get through this one, and it's going to be a blast. Yeah, I hope so. Well, thank you all for listening. Um, if you again would like to reach out to us, it's rvpodcast.com. Our new TikTok is uh, at rvpodcast, and uh, you can always catch us on our social media anywhere: Instagram or Facebook. Also, yep. Share this podcast with your friends. Give us a rating. And uh, we hope to hear from you again soon. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for sticking with us. <laughs> Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Our View. Don't forget to drop us a line at rviewpodcast.com. That's the letter R, viewpodcast.com. And like, subscribe, and follow us so you don't miss out on our next adventure.